turn up your radio, it's time for DeLorean Talk with your host, Dave Tavers. Hi, and welcome to DeLorean Talk. This is episode number nine. Today, we have Manson Chung. Manson, thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks, Dave. Thanks for uh, letting me be part of this. I appreciate when people take the time to come on, and I really would like to collect people's stories, because even though we all have a common interest, everybody has different backgrounds and experiences and opinions about all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I would love to hear what's your VIN number and, and how long have you had your car and why did you, uh, why did you get it? Uh, so my VIN number is uh, 1942, and it's, it's an 81 uh, automatic with black interior with the gas lab hood. Uh, I'm, I'm also famous for being a huge fan of the gas lab hood, the fuel <laughs> flap. Uh, I'm not sure if people who, who are on Facebook can see me always commenting on my love of the fuel flap. Uh, uh, I, I had my... Actually, you know what? I'm, we're coming up on the seventh anniversary of... When I got my car, I got it in January of 2010. Wow. And uh, uh, one little trivia of the VIN number, I actually saw the car in December 22nd, 2009. And December 22nd, 1942, which my VIN number is my dad's birthday. So it's kind of <laughs> cool that uh, I got this car. Nice. I'm a geek. I love when those weird coincidences happen. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty neat. That's it. Well, it took me a month. Well, so I saw it in late December. It took me a month to convince my wife to let me purchase the car. So I got it like in, yeah, I believe the 29th or so of January, and I picked it up uh, uh, early February, like the, like the 8th or 7th or something like that in uh, 2010. Wow. How long had you been wanting a DeLorean? Uh, like most people my age, right around when I saw Back in the Future. Well, actually, <laughs> I saw Back to the Future and thought, what a cool movie, what a cool car, great story. And then uh, a few years later, I actually saw, like, the real car driving down the street. And I, and I thought, that thing was real, you know? Like, I didn't think, because there's no other car out there like it, really, you know, visually. Yeah. So when I saw it, I thought, I, one of these days, I'm going to have to give me one of those cars. <laughs> and uh, it took many years. And... You know, timing and stuff and financial issues. And I finally, you know, pulled the trigger seven years ago. Did you, were you on the hunt or did it just kind of happen? Uh, I've been, I've been on the hunt, quote unquote, for, I would say since like, like 2000 or so. So about, you know, 10 years before I got it, but not seriously because I didn't have a uh, garage to put it in. I was living in an apartment, so it was only street parking. And then once I, I you know, I got married, I got, like, we, we got, we got like a town, town home. So there was a garage, just you know, a space to actually put it. Yeah. So then I got a little bit more serious and I would go, you know, on and off. I would search for it on, uh, eBay, Craigslist, uh, even the DeLorean.com back then they were selling cars. So one day I, I just went to, uh, DeLorean.com and I, I saw it was a black interior automatic and I thought cool I like black interiors and it was 81 which is the first year so that's what I wanted and of course the fuel flock so uh, I went down to uh, it was Garden Grove at the time BMC uh, California and I looked at the car and thought that's pretty cool you know it's the first time I actually you know sat in one 
the second time I sat, sat in one. It was the first time I drove one, and uh, I took it took a while, about that month, to convince my wife, and she <laughs> let me buy it. Did you take her down to see the car, or was it purely on your side? I, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I took her, we, we, we went down, we looked at it, uh, we came back home, and I said, <laughs> I want that car, I want to buy it. And she was like, no. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting it. <laughs> so what is it about the fuel flap that just rings your bell? I, you know, this, it's just something that how I really don't know. It's just something because I think the car is just so clean all around. And then there's just this one little, I guess you'd say like flaw yeah. in the hood, but like someone would just take right. a bite out of it. And it's just like, why is it there? But when you know, when you, when you, when you see it's, it's for the fuel for, you know, filling the gas, it's like, oh, it's kind of cool. Like someone, someone thought about it in early on. And uh, just put it, put it there. So I thought that's a cool little feature, and it's very unique to to the car, among other things. I mean, there are tons of things that are very unique, but to have a fuel flap on the on the on the right. top of the car rather than on the side of the car, like most, uh, you know, I've seen them on front fenders, I've seen them on rear fenders, obviously, and I've seen uh, the old cars where they're underneath the electric yeah. plate. Uh, we had a car like that as a kid. So it's very rare just to see a a, a feeling point at the, on the top of a of the yeah. surface of a car. I just, I just think it's uh, it's really nifty. Yeah. Uh, so this, it sounds like you did get the car you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, the gray, I, I didn't, I mean, gray's fine, <laughs> but uh, I, I like, yeah, I like yeah. black. <laughs> so you got the car, you got it in the garage. Was it a garage find or was it, uh, was there a lot of work to be done on it? Was it damaged? Uh, it was in pretty good condition, except there were some issues with it. And from the beginning, there was, I think, a head gasket needed to be replaced. So before I, so I bought it, and then they had to replace the head gasket. So I didn't pick it up until like a week later. And then uh, through the years, there have been many DeLorean issues, sure. I guess you can say, with it. So I've had, I've had many, many repairs and uh, grades also, which are you know optional. Like I've lowered the car. Change the shocks, the springs. Uh, I've, I've, I've LED the entire car except for the headlights. Yeah. That's what I've done. I think that's it. That's kind of like the major things that I've done. Still the stock engine? No, no stage one exhaust. No, no, I, uh, I don't. I do, unfortunately, I had some. Uh, there was a lot of neglect from the previous, many previous owners, and uh, I had uh, block lock from coolant fitting. So I just got a stage two. I was forced to get to stage two because of previous neglect, but it's awesome. And I've, I've driven around a few, a few hundred miles, not, not too much. Uh, I, only, I only drive it like once or twice a week, so um, there's not a lot of not a lot of mileage on it. Once or twice per week or per month? Per week. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I, I put on like twenty, thirty miles uh, a week. Right on. If that, yeah. Mainly going to work. Yeah, nice. No, we were going to work. The furthest I've gone was uh, like 50 miles. I went. I went to uh, my cousin's house in Chino Hills. So that's like 50 miles. Where do you live again? I live in Redondo Beach, by the airport, Got the it. LAX airport. Speaking of driving to work, um, why don't you tell people what do you do? I am sort of. I, I I'm the sculptor for Hot Wheels, so I do uh, many of the. 
uh, sculpting of the cars that you see on the pegs. So my main job is when a designer comes in and says, we need this car made, I take those drawings and I convert it into 3D using a 3D sculpting program. So I make, I basically make the toys you play with. Nice. And on uh, occasionally, they will let me design a car, which which means I've taken a car in from beginning to end, uh, parting up the cars. Because ca- the, the cars are parted into usually four parts, the chassis, interior, body, and windows. So I figure that stuff out. And um, they let me do many of the geeky cars because I'm sort of like the biggest geek in the Hot Wheels group. So all the entertainment cars really? uh, I've done, yeah. So obviously the DeLorean was the first one uh, I did. I can tell you more about that one later. I did yeah. the Back to the Future car, the uh, all, all of the Back to the Future cars for Hot Wheels. Uh, all the, how many versions are there of the of the Back to the Future cars from Hot Wheels? Uh, okay, there's uh, I think five. I think there's five versions. So there's the uh, so there's part there's part one. There's a, a part two. Part two hovering, part two hovering with no wheels, and then the part three car. That's just in the 64th scale. And then I've, I've done uh, 50th scale, 48th scale, and 18th scale. Wow. And I think it was like maybe around 10. I'm not sure. I know I've got one of Biff's cars. Biff's car. Um, the Ford? Yeah, 46 Ford. Uh, it's got the manure, removable manure on top. I did not work on that one. Very cool. So you've gotten to work on a lot of the DeLoreans there at Hot Wheels. I worked on all of them. Yeah, every DeLorean, which is only like one or two, really, if you think about it. And uh, every Back to the Future, actually, actually every Back to the Future item at Mattel, I have had some sort of uh, involvement in. Because they kind of come to me. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I'm the, I'm unfortunately, or, or fortunately, I'm the nerd of the group, so... They give me all that, that nerdy stuff. That is interesting to me. I get, hey, I used to work at PlayStation uh, for Sony, and there were a handful of guys that were hardcore gamers, but 95% of the office played you know, every now and then. So mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of similar. You're, all yeah. you guys work on the cars <clears throat> and the toys, but there's a handful or one or two of you guys that are the hardcore car and, and geek and movie right. guys. Well, the, the thing is that most of the Hot Wheels guys, they're, they're like hardcore car guys. They know everything about cars. Uh, but as for me, I'm not that much into cars. I'm just, you know, into like nerdy stuff. So when it comes to entertainment cars like, uh, like Scooby-Doo or, or Ghostbusters or A-Team, they're like, go to this guy because he knows that stuff. You know, that would be, be me. Because <laughs> I know all like the little things on the... Um, you know, I do, I do all the research and I do all the, you know, know all the little, where all the cables and stuff goes by research, obviously, yeah. and not, not off my head. Very cool. Wow. When I first started working on Hot Wheels, I did a few cars. I've been working on cars for about a year or so. And I figured, and I didn't have the car yet. This was like back in, I'd say, 2007 or 8. I didn't have the car. And I figured, there was, and I did research, there was, there was no Hot Wheels DeLorean car ever made. Uh, there was an attempt to do it back in maybe 79, I believe, 78, and uh, it was turning to Turismo, but they changed it because uh, DMC did not, they decided not to 
they could do with Hot Wheels. There was never a Hot Wheels made. So, I, I, you know, even if they did, don't make one, I want to make one myself just so I can have it on my desk. It's like a 64 size car. So I spent about, uh, I spent a few weeks after hours, about 60 to 80 hours working on it. And one day I, just, I decided to uh, present it to the group and say, hey, I made this car. It's already engineered out. It's all parted out. We should make this. And they, they were like, well, you know, we don't know, you know, who owns the license and then blah, blah, and no one's going to want to collect it. And, you know, it's not a, you know, it's, it has a reputation of being not a great car, unfortunately. But it's a, it's a pretty darn looking car. So because of that, uh, I said, you know, you can, I don't know these cars to you. Could you guys, could you at least try to, you know, contact somebody and see who can make this thing? And, uh, a few years later in 2010, it finally made it to the line and I was given designer credit for it because I did all the work for it. I got the car into the line. It was like the coolest thing ever because one, I got to do a Hot Wheels car, which is quite an honor. Two was my dream car. And, uh, it was just the, the coolest thing that, uh, I, I'd done at, the, at that point. And, uh, <clears throat> I got the car at the year after the Hot Wheels car came out and, I realized that there are some mistakes that I made on it, and I corrected it. In uh, there was a later release with the the doors that opened up for the uh, Redline Club uh, in 2012. So I made some corrections, and that one is more correct than the one that's out there on the on the pegs now. So that's my DeLorean story, and it was it was quite. Uh, it took me seven years to actually get the car into the line. Yeah, when I started in Hot Wheels, it was 2001, and I and I asked the people there, "Hey, you guys should do DeLorean for Hot Wheels." And they said, "No, you know, no one likes it. They're not going to sell." Blah blah blah, all these excuses. And it wasn't until I, I started really working on the cars for the other designers that they're they're like, "Oh, cool! You, you know, yeah, yeah, that actually did it. I actually did all the work, and all they really needed to do was go through you know licensing channels and and um, legal channels and." Uh, tooling it, which isn't that big of a deal. So, and they made it, so I was like, this is awesome. But this is like the pinnacle of my career until we got back to future lessons and I got to do that. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, everything's downhill from now. I've done all the, I've done all the cars for, for, uh, for most of the cars for, from the Back to Future, uh, trilogy. I don't know if we have room to do any other cars. Like, I would love to do the BMW, this Gris BMW. And all the other, all the other cars, but, you know, it, it all depends on licensing. We have a deal with, uh, Universal or, or even BMW. With everything with, uh, our industry depends on the licensing and I let the people with the, you know, above my pay grade to, to just discuss that stuff. I'm just a low guy in the tunnel ball just making cars. In 2015, we did a, uh, treasure hunt, which is like, uh, I guess Hall of Fame. Of, of Hot Wheels. So if, if, when a car gets popular enough or, or, or there's enough interest in the car, they, they make a deluxe version of the car. So that's sort of what a, what a treasure hunt is. And it's more detailed and stuff. So the, the, uh, treasure hunt version is actually an homage to the, the, uh, Turismo that was, uh, supposed to be, that would have been the DeLorean if it wasn't for legal issues back in, uh, in the seventies. Oh, we also the, that uh, DeLorean in the 70s was actually based on Proto-1, the prototype car, not the production one. 
And I think that's one of the reasons why DMC didn't want, didn't approve it because it wasn't the production model. Yeah. And I think there was other, they, I think I heard that they were, uh, DMC was working with some other car company like Maisto or, uh, Tomita to do a car. I would love to do a, a Proto one, like a, a prototype version of the DeLorean for a Hot Wheels car, but we'll see. It took me seven years to get this one, so I don't know. What a dream. You know, there's not yeah. a lot of people that have had a chance to be so connected to, especially Back to the Future, but any movie, in, you know, throughout time, you've got yeah. to really be directly involved. It, yeah, it's quite it's quite a blast, quite an honor to, to be able to work with, uh, uh, you know, with the Universal Studio licensing people and, um, you know, even Bob Gale and all those, all those guys. Yeah. To work on to work on these things, it's it's uh it's quite a, it's amazing. So back to your DeLorean. Yeah. Have you had any other fun experiences since you've had the car seven years? So you've been around a little longer than uh, than some. Not as long as not as, around as long as a lot of guys, but yeah. Anything funny, silly, scary? Have you had any major problems, or have you? You said you've only driven it fifty miles at the longest trip, so uh, you're pretty much in town. Yeah, I always get. I'm always uh, scanning my mirrors because I don't want anything to happen. Obviously, I'm more careful <laughs> yeah. driving my car than any other car. So I always catch people in my rear mirror with their camera taking a picture of my car, or on the you know on the side. I'm sure you you've had that too, right? Yeah, like people. Yeah, it's surprising. And especially in the rearview mirror, you can see the people putting their camera phones on their right. dashboard, trying to take a picture. And I'm just like, please pay attention to my brake lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I actually saw a funny thing is I saw a guy uh, to the to the uh, right of me stopped in traffic because his his lane was was gone, and my my lane was actually backed up a little bit, and uh, he was sitting there just with his camera out the window taking pictures. And uh, I actually went on Instagram, and I looked up DeLorean, and I and I saw the photo that he took, and I said, "Nice photo." <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to me for the first time at the Christmas parade in Laguna Niguel in December. After after the fact, I was on Facebook looking at something, and randomly, I didn't even go looking for it. Here pops up a picture that a friend had posted, who lives in South Orange County. She took a picture of me in my car. I didn't even know she was there. I didn't know she'd taken the picture. So really funny to see me in my car, a picture somebody else had taken. Yeah. Yeah, not many people have that experience. <laughs> yeah. I always try to look on social media. Like when I see people take pictures, I'm like, I want to see if, if I can find myself on there just to see if uh, they post it or what they say or, you know, I'm sure it's some back to future comment or something. But it's, it's yeah. kind of fun to, to actually, I actually slow down when I see people pick up the camera just so yeah. you know, give, them a little, give them a little chance to take a photo. It, it's so fun having the people giving the thumbs up. That I get a lot of thumbs up, yeah. and that is a lot of fun. What's the best one you've got, like from a, from a car or a, a thumbs up? Um, I guess I'm, I'm more surprised at the younger kids – that like the movies because over the years I've had enough friends that have kids that are now, you know, eight, 10, 15 years old and they've never seen the movie. So they right. don't, they, the car looks cool in itself, but they don't have the back to the future reference. So, yeah. you know, maybe six months ago I was someplace sitting in traffic and there was a, 
like a forerunner sitting next to me, f- fully loaded with a couple of adults and a couple of kids. And, and I didn't have the doors open. We were just sitting in traffic, but I could hear somebody say something and they're like, Hey, back to the future. And then, and then both of the side windows went down and the kids are all three kids are hanging out of the passenger window, the back passenger window and the parent up front or the adult up front is trying to get pictures of their camera. And nice. that was, that was pretty fun. And, you know, I rolled down the window, give a thumbs up. I, I If the traffic had moved slower, I might have opened the door for him because that's always fun to just shock people and be driving yeah. with the door open and, you know, on the street. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The, the one time uh, I was driving on the, on the freeway and there was a Ferrari and he was, he just pulled up next to me and, and uh, I was, I was ahead of him. So he pulled up next to me on my, on my left on the driver's side and I just saw like the red, you know, Ferrari. I'm like, oh, cool, Ferrari. And he just kind of paces me and just kind of, you know, side by side for about, you know, two city block lengths. And then he just tries off and the pastor sticks his hand out the window. He gives me a thumbs up. I'm like, that's pretty cool coming from Ferrari. <laughs> coming from a Ferrari. Yeah. It's funny. I don't remember if I told this in one of the earlier episodes, but probably it was either the first or second time I was driving the DeLorean after picking it up and it had gotten all worked on, driving on the free. And I, I probably was coming back from DMC, California, just uh-huh. in this last year. And the the freeway was pretty open. There was not a lot of traffic. It was during the day. And as I get on the freeway, I can see over in the fast lane a Crown Victoria old police car painted up with a bright green spray paint painted across that says Joker on it. And as I sped up on the freeway, I could just see that the guy driving the car was in a full cosplay Joker costume. And I was like, wow, wow. How, that's that's pretty amazing. Well, he kept going, and I'm, you know, there was some traffic, so I worked my way over to the fast lane, and I'm driving. Five minutes later, I, I had lost track. I wasn't paying attention to the car. Five minutes later, he pulls up next to me on the passenger side. I'm in the fast lane. Pulls right up to me, honks the horn, gives me a thumbs up. And I start pointing at him going, no, no, you, you, thumbs up, thumbs up. He's like, he was yeah, in yeah. full cosplay in the Joker car. That was very fun. He was headed somewhere, hopefully not just driving around like that, but that was pretty weird. That was yeah, pretty weird. That's pretty cool. Well, you're in Southern California too, right? So there's a lot of <laughs> right. Exactly. That's that's where I could be a guy doing a doing a gig or something. Yeah, and that that's what I was thinking is oh, it must be somebody going to an event or something. Right. Right. Pretty cool. So you recently had a stage two put in. You said yeah. you've LED'd the car. Right. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm really like crazy excited. I've had my car. Actually, I picked it up. My one year is coming up pretty quick. I bought it on my birthday, November 6th, but then it was in the shop for several months because the car sat in garage for 27 years, so I had a lot of work to be done. But um, when I picked it up, I had bought the LED kit. No, that's not true. A couple months later, I started having brake light problems, so I bought the new boards for the taillights, cool. and then that's I bought good. the whole LED kit. Yeah, and it turned out that it wasn't actually the the boards. It was just the the switch underneath the, the brake light switch on the pedal itself. So hmm. I, I replaced the boards, took the lenses out, completely cleaned them hundred percent and put them back in. Still wasn't working. So it turns out it was the brake light switch. Well, I had never finished putting all the LEDs in. I had only done the taillights. So a couple months ago, I went and did a music video shoot where they wanted a DeLorean and they did amazing lighting and the car looks great and their lighting. It's inside of this, you know, soundstage. 
And when we opened the doors, I had never put the LED lights in the doors. I just hadn't gotten around to it. So they said, oh, can you turn the lights on? Well, I put the fuse in, can't get the lights to come on. I was like, I was so disappointed. I said, okay, that's it. I'm doing it. So a couple days later, came home. I pulled everything out, pried one of the door markers, pulled the bulb out, go looking through the, my bag of, of lights, no door lights. Turns out I had bought all the exterior LED lights, but I hadn't bought the quote-unquote interior set. So I really bummed out, went back, DMC, got the kit, and literally one week ago, it was last Wednesday, Gordon Carpenter, uh, another DeLorean guy from San Diego, was up here, and we were in a parking lot. We were actually in the downtown Disney parking lot while his wife was having lunch with one of her friends, and we swapped out all the lights. So finally, after a year... I now have door marker lights, and I am ecstatic because every parade, every car show, everybody else has their doors open and the lights are on. I'm like, man, I got to do it. So, yeah, really excited about that. Um, I still haven't done the other uh, the other marker lights, the outside marker lights, but it's just it's just time. I, I just haven't gotten around to that. But the doors, yeah. you know, when they're open, you want them open and lit up. So I'm I'm very excited. Cool, cool. Yeah, it looks it looks so much better, doesn't it, with the uh, lights on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, I love how the the lights are on front, the back, and the sides. Yeah. When you open it. Yeah, very symmetrical. Yeah. The whole car. And I'm sure that's why you with the gas flap, that does make sense, because you look at the car, and other than the steering wheel, the car is really symmetrical and looks really good, and then you got the gas flap. Right. You've seen those original pictures where, I, I can't remember, it was one of the early cars had the big round circle on the... Well, on our driver's side, on the left side of the car, up in the front left quarter panel. Really? Have you seen that pic? Or no, no, I'm sorry. It was. I think that was the wood model, the full-size no, wood I don't, model. I don't think I remember seeing that. I mean, I have yeah. all the, I have the book. I, could, I can uh, check on it. That's yeah, the coffee table book? Yeah, I have the CD yeah. of them. I have, a, I have one. I have that, uh, what's that called? The gold something? Gold, uh, I don't know, the black cover? I forget what it's called. It's it's an old it's an older stainless stainless oh. illusions. Oh yeah, yeah, stainless steel illusion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have that one and some other one, and obviously the one that just came out that you were just talked about. That the one. Barry Mills book. Yeah, I have that one too. John Every Z. DeLorean and me. Yeah, yeah. I, I I got all those uh, books just for research. I <laughs> yeah, same here. Research. Yeah. 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 When my car was still in the shop. I had stopped by once or twice, and one time I bought that like $130, the big giant square book that's really heavy. It's embarrassing to say I still have not opened it. I oh, really I, want to open it up and study it, it but I've seen yeah. the other pictures. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I opened it once with gloves. <laughs> right. It was like expensive, and, uh, and it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. I have, uh, I have yeah. white gloves, and I, and I open it, and I look through it. I looked through it once, and uh, I put it away, and I haven't got back to actually uh, – reading it there's so much there's so yeah. much other book that i'm sort of looking right now i know boy barry <laughs> will's book there is so much in that i keep i keep picking it up and i'll get through like 10 pages but that is a jam-packed book there is so much writing in there there's so much history yeah. i want to absorb it and i just there's too much in there to to catch it all so i can i put it down and then i pick it back up and then i don't remember what i read before that's like that would be a fun book club book to study with other DeLorean owners and, and really discuss and debate chapter by chapter or page by page book. even. I know. 
That t- is a lot of text in there. Yeah. I actually have not started reading it yet because it's so intimidating. Yeah. Because I want to, I want to start it yep. and finish it, but it seems like, oh man, I'm not a, I'm not a very good reader. So it might take me like a year to read. I really want a digital version of that purely for the searchability because I want to be able to do a search oh, for yeah. gas, gas flap, right? The word gas flap has to show up in that book 20, 30, 50 times. There's so right. much data in there. Um, and try to remember where it's at now. Luckily, Barry knows his book inside and out. So whether you post on the message board or directly email him and say, Hey, where, where is this at in your book? I've done that a couple of times. And he's like, Oh yeah, try these pages. I'm like, that's amazing. Oh. Um, he really knows, knows the data in there, but he, you know, he lived it. So, and he's the one that put that book yeah, together. That's pretty cool. That's, that's really cool that, that he was able to, uh, to write that and, and share his experience with everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big history nerd. And so often for a lot of the other things that I do, there's a lot of people that say that they're experts and not talking about back to the future, but I often say, unless you have a time machine, it's all interpreted history because right. only if you were there can you really say, and even then, you know, your own opinion is tainted. Yeah. You see it from one side, one angle. Not that it's not factual. It's just that's your experience for it. We don't have many of those people around anymore. That's why this last DCS for me was my first one. And you said you did not go, but hearing okay. some of the, you know, the DeLorean's uh, secretary and one of the guys that did the endurance drives with the car – those were incredible talks to hear those people who, who really were there during the beginning. Same thing, having Barry Wills talking to him on this show, having his book, really rare to have that information. And at some point it is going to be gone and it's all going to be interpreted. So I'm really glad that Barry and other people are as active as they are in the community and on the internet because yeah. we can get some good answers. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you read Nick Sutton's book? That was pretty good too. That's the that's the gold one, right? I can't no, remember the title. It's like a smaller. Um, I forget that one was called. But that that I one. Mean, he was that... at DCS. What's that? Yes, he Nick was at Sutton. He Nick was. Sutton, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember. I saw the book cover, and I can picture it, but I don't. I know. I. I. And I don't even think I bought that one yet. That was pretty good too. That one. Uh, it goes in, you know, because you know he was there, obviously. So. I'll have to spend some more time looking into that. So. During your seven years as an owner, have, do you have any favorite DeLorean events or have you taken the car to many things, whether it's parades or car shows or you said you've been to a couple of DCSs? Uh, DCS would be the, the two DCS events that I went to would be my favorite events, even though my car wasn't there. I was asked by, actually, I went to, I went to the um, Houston Open House in 2011 and Ken was Ken Constant was there, and he asked me if I wanted to go to the 2012 one in uh, Florida. So I went to that, and then I was I was invited back to uh, the 14 one, and I got to speak at both of those about, about the Hot Wheels and all that. Oh, right on! So that was that was quite enjoyable and kind of scary because I'm not a very good public speaker. If you went to those, you would realize that I was not that great. But it was it was a fun experience, and I, I met a lot of people and. Uh, I would say half my friends on Facebook are Bavarian owners and enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as you're talking about th- something you know about and you're passionate about, yeah. you're going to do great. Well, I, yeah, I, t- I tell people that uh, 
I may not know DeLoreans, and I may not know Hot Wheels, but I know everything about the DeLorean Hot Wheels. <laughs> but, but only that. That's it. <laughs> so the DCSs, uh, yeah. those are your favorites. Have you done many events with your car? I've only done uh, this, a local uh, car show, Car and Coffee, in um, Palos Verdes. I've done it like two or three times. Uh, usually it's uh, the first, I believe, Saturday, 7 to 9 or something in, like, in the morning. So I've done that. I've You're done so that freaking like, early. Yeah, that's why I've only done it two or three times. It's, it's too early. <laughs> uh, but I haven't really gone to much shows because uh, I'm usually busy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty busy. Work takes a lot of my time. And then sure. weekends, we do a lot of excursions to, you know, shopping and you know, basically catch up on the week that we haven't done in yeah. the, during the week. So I find there's very little little time for me to, to trek to, say, like Long Beach or, or um, Irvine any of the, of the bigger car shows. But yeah. the Palace Race one is the only one I've, I've done. And uh, it's, it's interesting. Usually I'm the only one there. Or only DeLorean I was going to ask that. Yeah, yeah, if you're the only DeLorean. I, I've done one Cars and Coffee in South Orange County, and I was there for, I was there at 6.45 a.m. And about 8 a.m., a couple of people were looking at the car, and I came up and started talking to them. And then they go, oh, no, our DeLorean's right over there. It's like, what? So I went over and looked at their car, and then they pulled their car over next to mine. And then 10 minutes later, another guy comes walking up, and he says, oh, I got a Brickland on the other side. So he pulls his Brickland over. So we had all all the glowing cars right there. That's pretty fun. That's cool. But yeah, that 7 a.m. is a killer. I mean, maybe if it was 10 minutes away, but it's a 15, 20-minute drive for me to get to the South Orange County one. And I'm not a morning person. So getting up and (laughs) getting on the road by 6.30 Six twenty in the morning, not not exciting, especially on a Saturday. Yeah, well, right now my car is pretty loud too. So if I get up that early and open the garage door and shut the car, it's going to wake up everybody. Because of the stage two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty loud. But there's a you could I could definitely feel the power. I, I I love it. It's pretty cool. Nice. And you said it's automatic. Yeah, it's an automatic. Yeah. So on the weekends when you guys are doing errands and catching up on the week. Do you ever drive the car? Does your wife enjoy driving the car, or does she just say that's your hobby and go enjoy it? I I let her drive it once, or she she wanted. I asked, I asked her if she wanted to drive it. And she said no because it's it's too it's too low to the ground. She says, uh, and this, <laughs> and I also lowered it so it's even lower. And, and she drove it once around the parking lot at work, and she's like, uh, I don't <laughs> like it because there's no power steering. She's used to that. She's used to um, right. uh, being able to see better through the through the uh, windshield. It's not, it's sure. not limited vision compared to, you know, a modern car, which she has. Yeah. So she doesn't like, she doesn't like uh, driving it. So I do love... Does she like, ri- she like being a passenger? You guys ever do uh, stuff together in the car? No, we just go to work in it. We, we've never... Um, and, and one time to, you know, Chino Hills, but... Yeah. We usually just go to work in it and... Uh, sometimes I, we, I just we just drive around. I drove around a few times just for fun to you know test out the car, and make sure things are running running good. Yeah, but that's about it. So you, seven years as an owner, and yeah. you've been around a little bit. You've been to been to some of the events and so on. I keep asking this question because I'm a newbie, and I've wanted the car for so long. What is your opinion? of the DeLorean groups and clubs and get-togethers. Is that something that you have wanted to do, or 
just no time and you haven't thought about it? Or do you think that the clubs are going to be around for much longer? Or is this the, the next generation of owners are not interested in, in doing that kind of stuff? The, the Southern California, the Southern California group is, is like not very active in promoting their events. I feel because I don't know about them until yeah. uh, either like the day of it happens or way after that it happens, like uh, parades right. and all that stuff. And um, so, and I know other clubs from being other people from around the country that they're way more active, like in uh, Ohio, they're, they're pretty active. And in uh, the, uh, the Atlantic is very active. Yeah. So um, they, 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 in Seattle, Seattle's active. Yeah. Oh, yeah. crazy active. I, I wanted to put together a, a tech day and uh, Arnie Brandon, who is the president of the Pacific Northwest Delorean Club for like 20 years. I had called him just six months ago and said, hey, do you do you think the tech day would still go over? He said, we just had one last weekend. 19 cars showed up. Wow. That's incredible. You've got DMC Northwest is right there in Bellevue and they still had 19 DeLoreans show up for a tech day. Yeah, I would that love to do a tech just blew day. my mind. Yeah, I yeah would love same to, here. I would love to have someone, you know, I would love to have someone look over my car, and I would love to look at other people's car and, and, you know. Compare notes. Not that I can bring much to the table. Yeah, just compare notes like, oh, that's cool way to do Because I've, I've done some um, some customizing, but not really huge customizing things, just very minor, you know, nickel and dime stuff, nothing big. Because off the record, you can go ahead and post this, but... Uh, I have, I, I can make things on a computer, so I can print them too. So I have made prototype right. parts for the car, and they're not really, um, they're not functional parts. They're just, they're just plastic they look good. parts. Sure. Yeah, they just look good. They're just like a um, finishing parts that I just put on the car, and I, I wouldn't mind sharing some some of those parts with some people, or or you know, would someone else have some neat stuff they can share? So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there has been any uh, tech days in Southern California. And I don't know. If they are, they're probably too far away. That's why I ask. Well, and that's yeah. the other problem is the San Diego, seem, there seems to be a handful of people in San Diego that are pretty active. So okay. I don't know. But even if you look at, you know, I lived in Culver City right next to you for a couple of years. Coming down to Anaheim, Orange County, South Orange County, that's an hour drive with traffic. So I just... I didn't come down much. Yeah. Um, I moved back to Anaheim just uh, in the last year to be closer to Disneyland. And uh, now it's hard to get up to, to Culver city and and LA and Burbank. Oh yeah. So having, having an event, any, you know, a tech day or, or a parade or something else like that, that's a, it's a pretty big commitment. Now at the same time, we're probably spoiled because you look at people in, you know, Ohio, Ohio or Pacific or the Pacific Northwest they don't, you know, they're they got to drive a ways as well. They're not they're not a big giant city like L.A. Yeah, but I think their hour drive is more like, you know, a good hundred miles, whereas our hour drive is like twenty five miles. <laughs> and it takes the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my commute to work is five miles, and it's a twenty twenty minute drive. Right for five miles. For five miles, yeah, yeah. Well, what kind of things do you want to see in the DeLorean community in the future? Do you ha- have you thought about it? Have you ever thought about what's next for us, next generation of owners? I've never really thought about it. I just thought uh, I would like to see 
on Facebook, you know, Chris Burns. You know Chris Burns? I follow him. I see his stuff. You know, yeah, he, stuff. He always, he's always posting, like, this one's on sale, this one is... I would just love to see those. A lot of those are, are like, project cars. And I would love to see those kind of cars uh, get, you know, rescued and worked on and, you know, continue this... Uh, this uh this phase for the car because you know there's there's a, there's a lot of cars out there but there's a lot of, also a lot of cars that are hidden away in some stores like your car being stored for twenty some odd years yeah yeah so I would, you know it'd be nice to see more cars out there but uh you know, who knows I've followed the car for a very long time but especially in the past year I've really focused on the VIN numbers I don't know why I'm so hooked on on those numbers because I feel like that is the one sure way to, to track or as sure as you can get to track the cars. Yeah. It's not about a privacy thing or trying to steal information. It's about where are the cars, where have they been? You mentioned that there were several owners of 1942 before you got it. Yeah. I was, I'm a second owner of my car. My, the first owner bought the car from the dealership. Yeah. I got lucky, but you know, your car had a whole life before or a couple of lives before you, you found it. Yeah. Actually, the week before I bought my car, I didn't know I was buying my car. I started DeLoreanDirectory.com, just an aggregate of information. All the stuff that's on the internet, it's, it's just a collection of links to other sites and articles. And uh, and I put up a VIN tracker to try to collect all that stuff as a more updated, because there's a couple of VIN trackers online already. But when I look, there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been updated in years and I know there's been a fair amount of turnover in the last 10, 15 years of the cars. Yeah. So I really want to know where they are, what's going on, uh, and try to, again, bring that community tighter together. So it, it's nice to try to track those down and tell the story of them. And that's why I want to do these, because I want to hear your story so that if the day ever came <laughs> that you sell yours, that I sell mine, this information, this history gets recorded and other people get to hear more about the car and the story behind it. Yeah. Well, do you have a, you also have a blog that you write your stuff on, right? For yeah, for my own car, uh, DMC10515.com yeah. is just uh, every time I do something fun with the car, or I break something, fix something, I try to keep that updated. I'm a geek. I do web stuff and software for a living, yeah. so it's really easy to do that stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I have a. I do that too. I write, I write down some, uh, some stuff too when I do, uh, there's changes, whether, whether I do it or, or have, uh, Huntington Beach guys do it. I, I write down like what has been done. So there's sort of a record somewhere. Yeah. Speaking of that, I recently found a piece of software for tracking fleet maintenance. I, I'm a data guy as well. I love data. You know, it goes back to the history thing, but. For companies that have dozens or hundreds of cars, you need to have a fleet manager who keeps track of when the oil was changed and what accidents and when tires need to be replaced and when parts go bad, who did it, when was it done. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to do that with my car. So I've been hunting for a year trying to find something that was either free or reasonably priced that had all the features I wanted. I, I finally found something. I've been playing with it. I've been adding all of the invoices from DMC California to it so that I can keep track of what was done and when it was done. I'm really excited. So that's something that I'm not re not quite ready, but once I'm once I'm ready, I'm going to put it up on DeLoreanDirectory.com and share that because I think that other people might find that interesting and useful. 
there's a lot of ways to do it. You can do it in an Excel sheet. You can record it just on a regular web page. But there's something pretty cool about having specific fields set up for a part number and a, an amount oh, and wow. a date, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's good. And then you can just look up the part number and see what time when you last replaced it or right. uh, worked on it or something. Yeah, exactly. So it needs replacement. Now, of course, it's harder for you. You know, you don't know all yeah. the history before you got your car, and plenty of people don't know the history. But, but at least from the day that we buy them, we can start keeping track of them. Yeah, and that's what I try to do because I know because when I got when I before I got my car, I did like a Carfax. Well, I had a Carfax uh, uh, thing sent to me, and there was like seven or eight owners before me. What? So, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Holy seven or eight. That's was right. the car I, I always in California? No, it wasn't. It was. It was sold to uh, um, uh, uh, some some company in. It was a company car in Texas. So it was originally sold in Texas to a Texas. Uh, I think it was like a a gas company. I want to say Arco or Texaco or some other. You know, um, oh. And it stayed in Texas for uh, up until uh, when I get it. Up until '98, the year before I got it, in '98, somebody from Anaheim bought it from uh, DMC Houston because it ended up in Houston uh, sometime around in the in the late '90s. So in '98, someone bought it, and he he I guess he took it over to Anaheim, and in, in less than a year, he put it up on sale at uh, DMC California, and that's where I found it, and I thought. Okay, cool. So I'll just get it. And then, you know, after I did the research, I realized, wow, this thing was in Texas for, uh, like 30, 20 some odd years. And then the last two years, it's, it's, it's been here. So it's, I mean, luckily it wasn't in, uh, any harsh environment like, uh, you know, the Northeast or something. Yeah. The rain and the snow and the cold. Right. Yeah. So it was in dry, hot Texas and then here <laughs> in sunny California. So luckily my frame is pretty good. Uh, there are some cracks in the epoxy, but sure. overall, my condition of my car is pretty good. There's just some other issues that are uh, the usual DeLorean issues. But yeah, uh, I would say nine owners, eight, eight to nine owners, including me, eight <laughs> to nine crazy. owners. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. And there was there was no major problems with the car that you know of that caused people to keep handing it off, handing it off. No, nothing at all. Because when I checked the, the Carfax, it didn't say anything about you know, accidents or anything major. And, and uh, I looked underneath the frame when they jacked it up for me, and it looked fine. So everything looks fine. But, you know, I'm no expert. In sure. that. So, um, and they said it was it was, it was was fine, and it's been running fine. The only thing, all your usual stuff goes bad. Like, yeah. At least for me, it did. Like, yeah. Some of the electronics, some of the, the engine, obviously. Sure. Transmission, you know. Do you have cracks in your binnacle? I do now. Yeah, I didn't before. I have, I have one, I have one port down the middle. Yeah, but I didn't have it before. I think, um, I think it happened. I don't want to say for sure, but it may have happened when it was at uh, DMC California because it was outside and inside and outside and inside. Right. So the heat, the heat and cold, because because you know they bring it out during the day when they sure. work on the cars and they bring it back in. So I think the hot and the cold may have cracked it. But when I first got it, there was it was perfect. It was a perfect binnacle, 
and yes. it was, it's been garaged since. So I don't know. It may have been. It may have been uh, happened during work when I parked it outside. Well, so I'm not. I'm it, not sure how it, it is. Thirty plus year old plastic, and yeah. the same thing. DMC told me when I took my car in, it had just barely a couple of little lines, and then it's opened up pretty good. I've had the car in the garage the whole time that I've owned it, but it's just you know, it's plastic, and it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a, a dash cover, so I didn't notice it was cracked until um, the, the camera in that DMC told me it was cracked. Yeah. So I said, I don't think I have a cracker mine. He goes, oh, you do now. I'm like, wait, when that happened? I'm like, because oh, I had it, I've had it on there for so long. So it could have cracked anywhere between yeah. when I first got it till like a year ago when I, when I first found out. So right. I'm sure it was either from work because sitting in the hot sun out uh, in sunny California all day in, in, the, in the parking lot. I'm right, sure and you drive it to work. It, it, it popped. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that's when it popped. You know, I've always been torn on the on the, the dash covers. As a kid, half of the family cars had those crummy looking dash covers. And, uh, you know, if there was one that looked really good, uh, maybe I could buy into it, but I've always felt like they don't look good. And for the ones on the DeLorean, I like, I want to see the original car. Yeah. Uh, so I have friends that give me a hard time with my, with my smartphones, every smartphone I've ever had, I immediately buy a case for it with a cover, but then you don't get the design and the style of the phone. But with the car, I don't want to cover it up. I want to keep it natural so you can see it for what it was originally intended. Yeah. That's not me picking on you. It's just a, an opinion. No, no, that, no. Uh, I bought because I, I was I was afraid that uh, the dash would crack. And looking at it now, I don't think my dash is cracked. I'm actually sitting in my car right now <laughs> during the interview. That's awesome. Good. I figure it's the place where I could be, you know, I would not be interrupted. <laughs> that, oh, so you've well, been in the car the whole time. Could, That's very yeah, cool. I've been in the car the whole time, yeah. Just <laughs> in my own little, my own uh, sound sound studio. That's funny. I don't think anybody else has been in their car when I've talked to them. <laughs> really? You're the first, yeah. But that's a good idea. Say, hey, go sit in it your makes car. Sense, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I was just looking around my car when you when you asked me questions, so I'm like looking to see what I've changed or... or uh, whatever, so it's, it's sort of the visual thing is right in front of me, so I can kind of just look around. Well, is there something that you want to do to your car that you haven't done yet? Um, no, it's actually I you know what I really want to do it's really geeky, I want to put blue lights on the bottom <laughs> Ground effects? Have blue, blue yeah. Glow, yeah. Yep. It's really geeky, but it, that's, that's uh, one thing that I wanted to do for a while, but you know, obviously it's it's non-functional to the car, but uh, yeah, yeah. as far as any upgrades or anything, you know, with the, the cost of the engine and the transmission <laughs> and all that stuff yeah. last year, that's a lot of that was a huge chunk taken yeah. from my wallet. So um, I'm done for upgrades for now. I just wanna I just wanna drive it and uh, enjoy it for, enjoy for it. what it is. Yeah. Well, if you do get to that point where you start to research or come up with something. I'm with you. I tend to be a purist. I, I want to keep the original stereo. I've got a Bluetooth board that will play. It's a 400-watt output Bluetooth board that will play music right from the phone. Really excited about that, but it's it's non-visible. So I'm excited about that. I have mm. never been a huge fan of ground effects. Uh, never would have thought I'd put it on a car, but sometimes you see those really cool cars that people have spent 
$100,000 on and a lot of time and it looks pretty cool, I actually feel the same way as you. I would like to do that on the car, but I, I need a little bit of a push. So if you get serious about it, you know, nowadays waterproof LEDs cost basically nothing. Yeah. I'm game if you want to trade notes because I've done some LED stuff. I've purchased the LEDs. I have them. I have the oh. uh, the strip. I just haven't installed it because I wanted oh. I wanted so I could turn it on and off and stuff. But I yeah. just haven't figured out a way to do it. So once I figure it out and, and actually do it, then uh, you know I'll definitely share with everybody because every time I do something different, I, I I write it on my little blog and I don't know who reads it. I don't think anybody does, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's for me anyway. Did you buy the flexible roll, or is it? Are they hard strips? Yeah, it was a strip. It's about uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's about maybe four feet long, and it's uh, it's an LED every like two inches. So it just it's just uh, lights up in the in the blue glow, and it still have two strips of it. So I have eighty of it. So the this is a hard strip. It's not flexible. It's flexible. Oh, it is. Okay. It's flexible, and it has and it has a, a sticky. Back on one side. On the back, okay. So I can just stick it to the bottom to the, of the car, but I just need to figure out a way to wire it into somewhere where I could tap into the yes. battery and then have a switch on the on the center console or something. Well, but you know what? I'm not an electrical engineer, but I would say you don't need to worry about wire tapping into the battery, to the car battery power, because those things take so little light. You can't legally run them when you're driving on the road, in California right. anyway. So it's really just going to be when you're stopped. I think the cool thing would be is to have it on a remote control because being in the car and flipping a switch, that's great. But it'd be nice to be able to, when you're, you know, looking at it in a parking lot, just to remotely turn it on. That would be really fun. Oh, neat. Something to think about. Yeah. I like it. And and you can run that stuff off of just, a you know, regular batteries. You just need a battery pack. You could stick that in the, you know, the, the box behind the seat or even just in the... Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, you could you know put a battery pack right there in the parcel shelf or someplace like that. One of the, my biggest issues is I don't want to do anything to the car by myself because I don't know what I'm doing. I just replaced one of the headlights burned out, and I went. Oh, I, that's not fun. I've done that. Yeah. Well, sure enough, there. I you did. So I found. I got the workshop manual. Found the page. Oh, great. There's four screws. So I go out there, take the screwdriver. Oh, you have to actually bend literally bend the, the front fascia to get to the screws. And I'm thinking, there's no way they intended that. But, yeah, that's that's exactly how they, they expect you to replace the, the bulb. So you have to uh-huh. jam a screwdriver in, push the fascia out of the way, unscrew them, putting it back together. Two of the four screws I lost inside the fascia. They're gone. Nice. I lost one. You lost one. <laughs> yeah. I lost, uh, well, there's, there's four. Well, that's true. There's, there's eight, right? Eight yeah. total? Yeah, yeah, so I lost two out of the eight. <laughs> I have two. Whole, I only t- it was only one one lens, one bulb. Yeah. So, so that's the I thing. Did the I, exact same thing. That's funny. Yeah. I wish that it, there was somebody else nearby. Because I, I was thinking, like the, the only other way to really do this is to take off the front fascia, and I didn't <laughs> want to do that. Well, it, it is definitely weird for every other car I've ever had. How you replace headlights? Yeah. Uh, but I wish I would have had somebody else with experience there to help and say, oh, make sure that you use a magnetic screwdriver or you have one of those things that has the clip on the end that holds the screw because if you lose it, it's gone. And I drop one and I'm like, okay, not going to do it again. And sure enough, as, as soon as I went in, poof, lost it, 
like, dang it, I've got two left. I can't, if I lose one more, I have to go get new screws. But yeah. it's just that little metal frame. It's a headlight. It doesn't have anything to do with the adjustment of the headlight. It's just the holding it from, you know, falling forward. So I feel good about it, but I wish I would have had somebody else that had been through it who was nearby. I could go over and replace it at their place and talk through it. Yeah, yeah, I Even having Gordon help me with the, the door marker lights was fantastic. You know, it took 10 minutes, but being able to pull everything out, have somebody else there who's done it before, know what to do, what not to do, um, that was very, that was really good. So other than the DeLorean being your one or two days a week that you drive to work, what's your other daily drive? What's your regular daily driver? Uh, I used to have a Honda, not anymore. And, uh, we, we drive my wife's, uh, Lexus. Uh, right. IS 250. So you guys, you guys carpool together. Does she also work at, at Hot Wheels? Yeah, she works for Mattel. She works for Mattel. She works uh, on Barbies. <laughs> I work on Hot Wheels. So, holy cow! Did you meet there? Oh yeah, I went there. Wow, that is very cool. Kind of geeky, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's so. Then she also does ride in the DeLorean on a regular basis when you guys carpool to work. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes it. And it's sporty, but she doesn't like driving it because it's so low to the ground. Sure, sure. Okay, so how do you clean the car since you've owned it long enough? Generally, are you the are you the Windex guy? Or are you the WD forty guy? Do you pull out the bartender's friend? What's it called? Bartender's uh, barkeeper's friend. Barkeeper's, barkeeper's friend. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you use for keeping the stainless I, clean? I, in seven years, I've actually never washed my car. Because it's it's you know it's always uh, Inside. indoors, and uh, when it's when it's outside, I rarely drive in the rain. And the only only way I've actually really cleaned my car is I use um, uh, those those what do you call those things? They're, they're wet wipes. Yeah, like Lysol. This is disinfectant wipes. Yeah, so I use that because it's just stainless, right? It's, there's nothing right. Nothing yeah. really sticks to it that hard that easily, and I don't let yeah. it, I don't let like. Um, dropping stick to it longer than it needs to. So if I see sure. a dropping or something, I wipe it off right away. But um, I use those uh, disinfectant wipes, and I just go with the grain, and I just go all the way around the car. And that usually does it. And, um, uh, yeah, I have yet to wash the car. The guys the, at BMC wash it when they, when they, you know, when I sure. take it down to do repairs and service. So I don't, I don't scrub it. I feel like the grain is dirty. Sat in a garage for a long time, and yeah, I've never been happy. I feel like I want to get out there with a soft bristle brush and that barkeeper's friend and just give it a good scrubbing, because when my car yeah. is by itself in a parking lot, it looks incredible. Then mm-hmm. when it's parked next to Roland Hoffman's car, my car looks like crap. His car is pristine. Like, he must use toothpicks on the grain. It looks amazing. Yeah. I really want my car to look better, especially when it's parked next to another DeLorean. Yeah, my, well, mine looks like yours then, I guess. Probably it must. My, yeah. Mine is, yeah, because I never, I've never scrubbed it. Uh, so in my uh, seven years of ownership, I don't, it's never been scrubbed. For sure, mm. uh, I'm pretty sure. Unless I don't think the DMC guys, you know, really go. Yeah, they're and not scrub it. They just no. Yeah, hosing it off, yeah, wiping it like, down. Yeah. Yeah, that's they don't really go into the to deep into the grain. So I do need to do it one of these days but it's um it's hard when you're in california with all the drought emails and letters and yep. commercials you see yep. drop your you know what you just 25 percent 30 percent like oh all right 
Yeah, washing a car doesn't fit into that. <laughs> yeah, people are torching and stuff. <laughs> well, that's I had that thought for a tech day, right? Along with looking at all the other fun stuff, I feel like that could be a good time to do a group car wash, right? Where hey, oh, nice. yeah. here's the here's some good material, whether it's a certain kind of sponge or certain rags or certain soap, something you know that works really well. And uh, you know, it's not a it's not a bikini car wash. It's just hey, let's let's all clean the cars together, do some other maintenance. Because I know in Seattle, um, I remember going to a couple of tech days even back then, and there were guys that had the they would do the torsion bar adjustments. They had the jig for the back, you know, for over the engine. Uh-huh. They knew what they were doing. They'd done it enough times. They would pull the wheels off and they would fix the, the calipers and, you know, straighten them out and, and re-oil them and do whatever they have to do. It was really helpful, useful to see that stuff. I wasn't an owner, so I wasn't as interested in the details. But now it would be great to, to have, have more people around that says, oh, no, this is a, a 10-minute thing and I've done it you know, six times since I've owned my car, let's do it. It'd be pretty easy to, to fix. Yeah. Got to try to get more people to uh, commit to weeknight cars and not cars and coffee, but I keep wanting to, I have this vision that I, I want to get people to join like on a Tuesday night, a Wednesday night, a Thursday night. Hey, we're going to drive the DeLorean to this XYZ Starbucks or this Ruby's diner or whatever it is, get together for an hour and have coffee, have a soda, have a sandwich, talk, have the cars together. People like seeing them. It's fun to get together and share stories in person and uh, should be pretty easy because if you say, you know, an hour on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, you tack on some travel time on either end and, you know, maybe it's two hours out of your evening once a month. Yeah, that's a good idea. Just got to gotta get people interested enough to, you know, go do it. Yeah, and the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... One question I've been trying to ask a lot of people as I get ready to close out, what is in your trunk right now? Uh, or do you have to look? I have. Okay, <laughs> I, I, actually, I know. Um, uh, in the, you know, in the front where the cupboard and the hole is, where the jack is usually yeah. is. Yeah. The front. So I have, I have, I have, uh, I have uh, tools in there. So I have wrenches and uh, a breaker bar and a torsion torque wrench in there and then in the main compartment there's not a lot of space so i have the luggage rack i have nice. a car cover with with a cover uh some some towels yeah that's it that's all i have but i know i know, I know obviously the, the spare is in there sure sure in my in my cubby hole in the in the behind the driver's seat i have more tools in there and yeah just tools like screwdriver Fuses, of course. You gotta have fuses. <laughs> yeah. And a few, a few wrenches and uh, pliers, just a regular stuff that I could and use in an emergency. That's about it. Awesome. And I have a fire extinguisher behind me. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah. And uh, I just installed. Um, I don't know if you heard this thing called Blaze Cut. Say it again. B l a z e c u t. Okay. It's a fire suppression system that uh, you kind of place on, like the hood, of, the, underneath the hood of your engine. And uh, if a fire starts, it starts melting the plastic tube, and basically it, it just once a tube melts, it shoots the uh, like fire extinguisher uh, really? liquid down and, and cuts the kills the fire. So I have that installed uh, 
on my uh, lower ginger cover, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I invested quite a lot in the stage two recently, so I don't want that to happen. Right. But I have these fuel lines anyway, so I, sh- I should be pretty good. Hopefully. Yeah. I think about that, the fuel, 30-year-old fuel lines. Yeah, I should get that replaced. Do you have that still? Yeah, they're the originals. So I'm interested in that blaze cut. Did, is that on your blog? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, what's your blog address? Sure, it's it's awildermode.com. It's A-W-I-L-D-E-R-M-O-D-E.com. Awildermode.com. Right, here. It's probably easy if you put slash DeLorean, because I write about other uh, non-DeLorean stuff in there also. All right. Yeah. Left-hand corner, there should be a search. You just put DeLorean, and then all the DeLorean stuff will show up. That's easier to search, because there's a bunch of other uh, stuff in there that's not DeLorean-related. Got it. Yeah, because I definitely want to look at that blaze cut. That sounds very interesting. Be a good backup. Yeah, I just recently installed that, so it should be the like December um, entry. So and the top you, of the... you installed it yourself? Yeah, it's just a, it's just a couple of zip ties. Really? I just go through the you know the grate on the the engine cover. Yeah. Just go through that, and it just locks up to the top of the of the engine cover, and you basically make a circle uh, uh, shape, and then when fire hits. There's videos online how how it works and um, they they purposely set an engine on fire with uh, this thing on it and once the fire hits a certain temperature or height it melts the uh, that tubing and it, it just right kills the fire quick kind of a foam yeah. expansion type thing uh, I think so yeah where did you learn about that I saw a video of it on uh, YouTube somewhere through you know just doing some crazy searches, and I thought, oh, that's pretty neat. I looked into it, and it's, uh, I think it's 150 bucks for the version I got, like 60, 60 tube, and depending on the size of the tube, obviously, more your prices change. Uh, it just seemed like a good idea, because I, I was seeing all these buyers, like, the last year or two yeah. of cars being on fire. I'm like, dude, that's that's no good. I don't want that yeah. to happen. You know, just anything prevented. That's why I bought a fire extinguisher and have it in the car. But if the engine compartment catches fire, I'm less likely to stick my hand in there in a hot fire to open two, you know, the louvers and then the engine cover compartment. Right. Very interesting. If you're interested or if your other listeners are interested, AWOL Remote is my social media handle. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff is under AWOL Remote. A wilder mode is also your social media username. Right, yeah. So everything, yeah, if you do search for that, it's, it's me. Everything is me. Cool. Yeah, I see this. That I can see the big ring that goes underneath. That is awesome. Yeah. So hopefully it works. Uh, actually, hopefully I don't need to have it work, but if it does, <laughs> hopefully it works. Well, the other way I, I thought about installing it was on the actual wall of the uh, uh, of the engine bay. But then yeah. I would have to drill holes into the uh, fiberglass and then loop the zip tie around. Right. And yet with, with, the, with, the, with the, the grill that was that's on the engine cover, I figured that's like the best and easiest. Uh, totally. No, no, no drilling solution. So. Yeah. Very but, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, something to think about.
Yeah. I'm hey, I'm definitely gonna be thinking about that. I'm I've been nervous because just like you said, enough people have reported the the engine engine compartment fires and especially after they've been doing something with the fuel system. Uh, and I really don't want to be that, that person that loses a car. Luckily, it's insured, but just yeah. a, a nightmare I don't want to deal with. Right. I agree, yeah. Well, Manson, again, thanks very much for joining me. I'm excited to hear your stories, hear a lot of other people's stories. Over time, I would love to get everybody who owns a DeLorean or wants a DeLorean to call in and, and uh, find out more about where they're at and what their passion is about the car and why they bought one, where they got it and collect those histories. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show. Oh, my pleasure. All right. Don't forget to follow DeLorean talk on all the social media channels. Check out the website, DeLoreanTalk.com. Visit DeLoreanDirectory.com. And if you have questions or comments, send an email in comments at DeLoreanTalk.com. If there's somebody you want to hear from, if you have an idea for a question or a few questions or you have somebody that you think should be on the show, send them in and we'll try to schedule a time and get some more people on here. Thanks so much for listening.